0: Join me right now on Kumite TV, back on the show is UFC featherweight, Steven Peterson. What's going on, Steven? Not
1: much, man. Just, uh, you know, coming to the end of my camp, feeling great, uh, just excited and just ready to get back in there.
0: I'd like to congratulate you, man, on, uh, getting a new deal with the UFC. I I heard that you got a four-fight deal. You know, how did that all come together?
1: Um, basically after my last fight with, uh, with Pena, um, when he missed weight and he refused to go continue to cut weight, um, he still had two hours and refused. Um, Sean Shelby told me, he's like, hey, you don't have to take the fight if you don't want. And I was like, dude, I'm going to take the fight. Like, you know, I'm not going to uh, back down. So, uh, you know, I took the fight and I went out there and, you know, um, showed what I'm capable of. Uh, it didn't go my way, but it was, uh, you know, I took it to him and uh, I showed that I belong there and uh sean shelby was just happy with me stepping up and you know i'm a showman i always you know put on a great fight and i'm always game so uh i'm exactly the type of fighter that they want and i just need to go in there and and string together a few victories and uh you know make make my way towards the top
0: before we get into the the pena fight and him missing weight i wanted to get your opinions on uh john lineker you know he's a guy that's very exciting and he just recently got released by the UFC. You know, what was your reaction when you heard this? Man,
1: I think if you can't make weight, then uh, you sh- you're not a mm-hmm. professional. So, uh, you know, that's that's part of the game. Uh, if you're too big for that weight class, then move up weight class. Um, if you're having trouble making weight, you can't just keep. And then, and then the fact that he was complaining about not, you know, getting a fight or being active. And he's dropped out of uh, five fights. Uh it's just contradictory. Um you can't be bad mouthing the UFC, uh, especially if you're one of the athletes. Uh you you don't talk bad about your boss, you know what I mean?
0: Unless you're well, in a good position, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I, I don't got no quarrels with the UFC. They take good care of me and uh they take good care of the athletes as long as you do your job and you know, make weight and show up on fight day.
0: Yeah, making weight is uh so important you know for the promotion and for the fighters especially for the opponent you know especially when the opponent made weight and then when you when you had to deal with or pena you know him giving up on cutting the rest of the weight you know were you more concerned about his well-being or were you just angry that you know he didn't make weight
1: yeah i thought um uh, i thought he could have because uh we were both in the same sauna cutting weight at the same time um, when I was on weight, I was like, I made it, good to go. Um, I left and he left at the same exact time. So, uh which was like seven in the morning and weigh-ins weren't till ten. So he had three hours there where he could have cut the weight and then he missed weight and still had uh time in the weigh in window to go try to make the weight. Uh, and he just started drinking water immediately. It was like uh it was disrespectful and it showed me that uh he didn't really want to deplete himself to make weight and uh you know that's part of the the give and take if you want to have the size advantage and be tall and long for the weight class then you need to deplete yourself a little bit more uh and you know level the playing field just a little bit and since he didn't do that you know it was just more of a disrespect thing in my opinion
0: now he's back at lightweight where he should be i guess and uh you're at yeah, he's, he's and- looking
1: good at lightweight, man. I, yeah. I think he needs to stay there. Um, Maybe eventually, as I get older, in my mid-30s, I, I'll come up to lightweight, and that would be an amazing rematch to, to make. But, uh, yeah, that's where he belongs. He's That's just his frame, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I think in his frame, he should – he could probably fight a middleweight or light heavyweight. Yeah, He's 6'3". So so, it's a difficult matchup for anybody, right, with that size and reach and length that he has. Let's talk about your next fight, man. You're going to San Antonio. You have some history there. You know, you talk about the fans out there and why, you know, going out there is going to be fun for you.
1: Yeah, I love the fans out in San Antonio. They uh, seem to get behind the the Mexican fighters. No, I'm not. You know Mexican by heritage, I go by Ocho, um and they seem to to click with that name every time I'm around a Mexican crowd uh we get them all chanting the Ocho chant as I'm in there, and I kind of draw off that energy you know uh you know in tough spots or if I'm you know laying down some ground and pound and I hear the chant going, it kind of erupts in the crowd and uh you know I just love the San Antonio crowd. I had my uh, second pro fight out there for Bellator and, uh, you know, uh, I fell in love. So I'm I'm just glad to be back and glad to be fighting in Texas, you know, just uh, building my fan base throughout Texas and hopefully um, over the rest of the U.S. And uh, I just want to be known as like America's fighter.
0: You're facing Alex Caceres, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy. He is a longtime veteran of the UFC you know, it seems like he just started, but, man, he's almost been fighting for them for 10 years, which is incredible for anybody, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, when you look at him and when you were offered this fight, you know, what was your immediate reaction to this?
1: Man, I've been wanting this fight for a long time, since before I was in the UFC. Uh, I believe I watched when he got, like, uh, picked up from the Ultimate Fighter. He was, like, 4-0 and or something, real young in his career. I was like, I could beat this guy. And uh, just watching his whole career, he's kind of grown up in the octagon, just uh, from fight to fight. He fought Faber way back in the day, um, was once in the top 10. But uh, all along, I I always thought I could beat this guy, and that's where I belong. And now I get to go in there and beat him and show that I belong in the UFC.
0: He brings a unique style to the octagon, you know, and he also has that street fighter background, you know, that that backyard brawl
1: have you watched some of those fights that he has had yeah yeah my street fights are better uh (laughs) i have a street fighting background too and uh you know i I started mma backyard fighting in my mom's backyard i'd invite all the kids over from school uh like junior senior year and we call it friday night fights and we throw down so that's kind of how i got into the game and uh you know he has a similar background but uh i i'm just not a fan of his style he likes to go out there and play he likes to clown and i'm a savage i like to go out there and try to take your head off
0: he is probably the biggest name you know so far that you're facing in the ufc you know what makes you know this matchup of course you know you said you're not a fan of his style but i'm pretty sure you could bring the fight to him right so does that you know excite you
1: Oh, yeah, this is this is a perfect Ocho fight because that's what I like to do. I like to go out there and push the pace, take it to my opponents. And, uh, you know, he's definitely not going to take it to me. So I think he's going to run around, try to be flashy and, you know, try to have fun in there. And I- I'm going to show him it's not going to be a fun night.
0: That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, because, you know, in that, if, even if if it does go to the judges, right? That doesn't look good in the eyes of, you know, the judges by, you know, being on your back foot the whole fight, you know. So you kind of go in there with an advantage, I believe, you know, with the style that you have.
1: Yeah. And he's got to take me out to beat me. He's not going to take me out. Uh, I've never been finished. Uh, I have one KO loss. I don't I don't accept that. I don't think I was out. You know, Um, the ref jumped in, but I've never been finished. He's not going to be the guy to finish me. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna finish Bruce Leroy.
0: I heard uh Fortis MMA is uh, expanding or moving. You know, could you enlighten me on the situation?
1: Yeah, so we're gonna open up a, uh, a headquarters where we, uh, you know, basically house some of the fighters. Uh, I'm gonna live there myself, uh, and I'm taking my. Uh, I bought a cryo, started a cryo business, so I'm taking that over there. We're gonna start a wellness center, and uh, we also have Fit Meals Prep opening up next door and we're gonna uh open up a PT for personal training as well. All under the same building. Um yeah, so it's uh it's just Fortis expanding our empire and, and growing and uh, you know just trying to uh rather than follow lead we're trying to to do it our way and you know just take over the game.
0: Talk about uh opening your business, your cryo business man. How did you get into that?
1: So, I've been doing cryotherapy for about, you know, years in my career, just as a recovery, and I've had multiple sponsors that took care of it for me. And, uh, I won my, uh, the fight of the night bonus in my UFC debut. So, I had a little, a little bit of cash on me, and I was like, you know, I could either spend it over the course of a year or I can invest it and open up this business. So, I invested it, bought, bought my own, uh, cryotherapy machine. And I started, uh, you know, building a wellness center around it.
0: That's great, man. That's great that you're looking towards the future, because you know, fighting is is something that you love to do and something that you can do now. But you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, I guess establish yourself in something else. So when you get older, you can move on without like trying to hang on, you know, because sometimes people hang on for too long.
1: Yeah. No, the idea is, uh, you know, I love fighting and I do it because I love it, but I don't want to have to fight. For money, Mm -hmm. I want to take care of my living, my my cost of living, all my expenses outside of fighting. When I fight, it's just like a bonus, you know. Uh, And then I can use that money to grow my empire. As I as I make money through fighting, I'm going to use that, invest it, and continue to grow my business. Fight fit lifestyle, fight fit CBD, and fight fit cryo, and just to you know continue building my empire. So when I'm done fighting, I'll have. You know, a lot to show for it.
0: Definitely. Now, training camp, man. Um, you know, with all this movement going on at Fortis, you know, has it been a distraction or have you been able to, you know, tighten down and uh, get a camp, a good camp?
1: N- and not at all a distraction. Um, uh, you know, this is just more motivation. Uh, it it's like book work You know, uh, mm-hmm. I do the hard work in the gym, and then if I got to do a little bit of a. Uh, you know, legal work or, you know, LLC or, you know, take care of some bank stuff. No distraction at all. Uh, It all goes along with, otherwise, I'm just being lazy. What am I doing with myself during the rest hours? You know what I mean? So, uh, no, I'm extremely focused. And uh, the morale inside the gym has never been stronger. We're just like, everybody's so intense. And, uh, you know, we got so many young guys trying to get their, you know, their moment. And uh, worked their way up. And uh, all these, you know, UFC guys, Miles Johns just got his contract. Uh, everybody's just super motivated and, and trying to get what's theirs.
0: Yeah, um, I believe another teammate of yours, uh, Menefield.
1: Yeah, Alonzo Menefield. Man, he
0: got a vicious, vicious knockout, man. That was just a uh... – he is a guy that I think is flying under the radar right now, man. I think people are going to have to start paying attention to him. Uh, how you know? Not how is long. he in the uh, training room?
1: Yeah, not for long. Uh, he's the sweetest, you know, most kind-hearted dude. But when you lock him in the cage, like he'll just rip your head off. So uh, he's not going to be under the radar for long. I'd say like they're going to give him a big name next. He's he's a, he's an absolute savage.
0: Now you go from Pena, a tall, linky guy with an afro, to Casarios. A shorter, leakier leaky guy with an afro, man. Like there's a connection right there, you know, like maybe you're fighting his like little brother in a way, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's it's a, a really similar style, but uh or similar in dimensions, but their fighting style is totally different. Um Alex Casera likes likes to fight on his back foot and uh, you know, bicycle, move around, circle, circle. Pena doesn't really use his uh, his reach like that. He he's more aggressive, comes forward clench elbows knees uh so totally different uh style uh but same dimensions uh i just won't have to deal with that much of a reach advantage so uh, yeah it just makes for an interesting interesting matchup there
0: have you been uh working with anybody in particular to prepare for Caseras?
1: um my training partner elijah johns uh stephen Wynn. he'll be uh Fighting for uh, Dana weiss contender series on July 30th. He's doing his camp over here at Fortis with us, so he's a uh, you know a good training partner for me as well. Uh, Damon Jackson, just all the other animals over at Fortis. We got a lot like I can't even get started. We got 20 featherweights that I that I train with okay. on a regular basis. So so yeah, pl- plenty of big names, but uh, it's not about the names. It's about the quality of work. And, uh, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting high quality of work and, you know, a lot, a lot of rounds.
0: That last fight, what did you take away from that fight to move forward and excel in your next fight?
1: You know, just roll with the punches. Uh, I didn't, uh, feel like I lost that fight, but I also didn't feel like I won the fight. Uh, it was just a tricky fight, having to, to, to manage. And, uh, he was really, uh, unorthodox on the ground. Uh some positions where he was able to like I was in on a double leg he was able to literally reach over and grab my the, my heel so like I, I've never had to, to deal with that so uh you know I'm not gonna have to deal with that in this fight so uh basically I thought if I fight as well as I fought in that fight I'll take out Alex Caceres in the first round
0: um you know, you're part of the featherweight division, and I wanted to pick your brain about the, the title fight coming up at USC 240, Max Holloway versus Frankie Egger. What is your breakdown of that fight, and uh, who do you favor? Who do you think is going to win?
1: Uh, Max Holloway is just too much for Frankie to to handle. He's I, I've seen him in person. The dude's huge, and uh, I, I'm surprised he's still making the featherweight division. Uh, I know he had, had a little hiccup there. And I'm hoping he's able to, you know, continue to make weight. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a, a tricky fight for for Frankie Edgar. He's got to get inside, got to use his speed. But I just think the length and uh, just the, the violence from Max Holloway would be too much for him to handle.
0: The last time we spoke, you know, we talked about the music that you're into. Now I want to focus, shift the focus to uh, the movies. You know, like when you're young, you know, when you're coming up as a kid, like what were some of the like the movies that you were watching, you know, over and over continuously? Like you couldn't it never got old to you.
1: Uh you seen Boondock Saints.
0: Oh Boondock yeah, Saints? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that that one that's one of those classic. Um, I wasn't really into the cartoons. You know, in my early teens I got into the adult movies and uh Boondock Saints is just, you know, one of the one of the top notch movies out there.
0: Eight oh, mile, no doubt, man. You know, eight no mile. Doubt.
1: Yeah. Those those were some of my favorites.
0: Alright man, well July twentieth, UFC on ESPN four, San Antonio, Texas. Steven, I always appreciate the time and uh good luck on everything that you do
1: and everything in your future, man. Hey, my pleasure, man. I appreciate you having me on. I'll see you soon.